Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. wanted to talk to you about the courage to show up. And I love talking about courage and often just assume that it's something that we all talk about, we all know, but I just wanted to uh, go back to basics today because I think it's super helpful. Um, and, And considering I'm a cognitive behavioral coach, right? And I talk about lives of courage. I mean, the business title is lives of courage, knowing that really in my work um, to help women find more joy and more peace in their lives, I know that the way to do that is to find the courage, to create the courage to go after what you need, to go after what you desire. We know that when we choose and create the goodness, the beauty, the strength, the resilience, the fun every day, we are transformed. And this is what I want to chat with you about, how to have the courage to show up in your life, even when it's hard, even when there's a pandemic, even when you feel like you're ready to give up and the election went your way or didn't go your way. I'm recording this before. You don't feel like you're good enough you feel like you're terrified all the time. And and this is the work. Because sweet friends, I say this, but I don't know if we really believe this or feel this. You deserve, about yourself, you deserve to have a big and fulfilling life, sweet friends. You deserve that. And so what can I share with you today to help you remember moment by moment that you deserve the life of your dreams? I am going to share in the speech why it's so important, why life is too darn short not to live it to the fullest. So here we go. Are you ready? Um, You need courage. Plain and simple. And let's define courage because I feel like so many of us have been sold lies about courage. We have been told that courage lies in these giant heroic acts, right? Mostly performed by men, probably, but here we go. And I think that that undermines our work in our everyday lives and really is is not helpful to us. And so when we think about courage, all of us are courageous, even if we don't acknowledge it right now. Guys, surviving a pandemic takes courage. Asking for a raise, changing jobs, starting your own business takes courage. Telling someone that you expect more of them takes courage. Communicating takes courage. Setting and keeping boundaries takes courage. Serving your community. Every single one of us shows courage every day. And every single one of us has the potential for more courage. And I want to use the definition from the Oxford English Dictionary, because, right, we're just going to have this to orient us to this work, help or understand, put it into context. I believe courage is the ability to do something that frightens one, as, as the dictionary says, and also strength in the face of pain and grief. 
And so knowing that we have so many who have come before us that have shown us courage, knowing that we have courage. And as Eleanor Roosevelt, who got her start in public service via the Junior League of New York, Eleanor Roosevelt said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you stop to look fear in the face, you are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. Remember that Eleanor said, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. And she says, then you must do the thing you think you cannot do. And especially in this time of strife, in this time of misunderstanding and pain, I want to honor all of our work, all of our fear and all the things. Because when we look around us, we are in the midst of some really trying times that call for courage. We are in this together, sweet friends. And we need each other to find and develop the courage to show up. That's really why I started the Lives of Courage, um, the Courageous Life Society because we need each other, we need community. And we don't recognize how hard it is. We just see the everyday hardship and challenge and annoyances and slog, right? And all the pain. And we've been through so much this year, sweet friends, all of us with the corona and the racial injustice and the election, oh, we are tired. And some of us, most of us tired of all the work that we have to do, tired of the second shift, tired of the sleepless nights, tired of the hustle, tired of thinking that we aren't good enough, tired of living with fear all the time, fear that life will always be this hard or that it will always be this way. And I see the struggle in so many of the women who, who come to me for coaching, women who are stuck in a rut, but are who to or who who are too afraid to do something different. Women who don't know what to say to their kids anymore. They're overwhelmed. Women who are trying to do it all. Women who are virtual schooling and homeschooling and educating neurotypical kids or neurodiverse kids working from home for 40 hours a week and cleaning and cooking and crying. Women who drink every night to numb their pain because they don't know what else to do. Women who just wish they had a bigger body, bigger house a better body, more money, better behaved children, that then they would finally be happy. Women who think that if they could just change what they do, their behavior, if they could just work harder and have some self-discipline, right? That then they would finally feel better. Women who think that they have to pretend to be happy, they have to fake it until they make it. And this is another lie. And this is the way that fear is showing up in our lives. But here's what no one seems to be naming. We are all in a fear cycle. We all experience fear. It's part of our daily life. It's part of the deal, right? Our brains are designed this way. So if you're caught up in the anxiety and worry, you're not alone. But all those that come to me report that they feel so alone. They feel so lonely and they're afraid of changing. They don't know what to do. They're afraid of the work of change, afraid of what's going to happen with the pandemic, the stock market, their jobs, their family. They are so afraid and they need courage and we need courage, sweet friends. We need courage together. And here's the deal. We are all walking around with deep and meaningful stories of courage. We've all endured hardships or trauma or challenges. I mean, we've all survived 2020, right? 
Yes. And it is in this that we grow and learn about who we are and what we are capable of. And I often clients, I have them write out their personal story, their current story. And I have them tell me what their title would be and what their chapters would contain. And it is interesting because it's often about pain and hardship and overwhelm and shame. And it's heartbreaking because we've decided that this is the script for our lives. Titles like, I wish I was better, I'm failing at this, or poor me, and chapters that contain, I'm never enough, or I keep missing out. And of course, of course, I have my own story, lest you think I'm immune from this trajectory, considering I'm a cognitive behavioral specialist who learned how to shape behavior by training rats in graduate school. I have all this knowledge, right? And yet, I always lived life in fear, dissatisfied with something. My story's title was, I'm not enough. I was caught in that hamster wheel or lab rat wheel in this case, right? And I told myself that I never got it right. This was my story. I could never find it. And I spent, and this is, I should always say this, might be a trigger warning. This is not something to play with your kids in the car or listen to. Um, and I just share because this I think is is so important because it has shaped who I am. I am no longer hiding in shame. But I spent years, 15 years trying to cover up my deepest feelings of shame from an incident that had happened. And it and frankly, I didn't tell anybody I wanted it erased from my life. You see, I decided that my experience of hiding this fact, hiding the fact that I was raped when I myself was working as a sexual assault response coordinator meant that I was forever marked as a fraud, someone unworthy, irresponsible, certainly not courageous. How could I help others when I couldn't help myself? And that was the title of my book never be good enough. And when you live in fear, friend, that deep fear that you lack value, that you're untrustworthy, that you're an imposter, these thoughts drive your actions in life. And my thoughts about the shame dominated my opinion of who I was and what I could achieve. I didn't have the courage. And so I believed if I just worked harder to cover up my story, to show people that I indeed was a good person, that then I would start to feel worthy, right? If I could just fake it till I make it. I thought the more I could control everything outside of myself, I would then start to feel better, right? And we see this, we do this in our lives. If I just change something, then I'll feel better. But it never worked. And these beliefs became so strong that I walked around with crippling anxiety. And oh, friends, wait for it. It's not over, but wait, there's more. Then I was dealt with another blow to this fragile existence. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. I mean, you can't love your life if your legs aren't working. You can't be happy. You can't manage other people's opinion of you as the perfect mom or business aren't able to pretend to be the same person as you were before if you aren't able to hustle. And so this time I couldn't fake it. I couldn't somehow demonstrate my worth, prove myself worthy. I was with all these unhappy, unfulfilled, and untitled, entitled thoughts. 
And then I remembered a quote from my grad school studies by Dr. Albert Ellis, a psychologist who said, you have considerable power to construct self-helping thinking, thoughts, feelings, and actions, as well as to construct self-defeating behaviors. You have the ability, if you use it, to choose healthy instead of unhealthy thinking, feeling, and acting. I'm going to be honest here. This idea, this statement brought up so much emotional turmoil in me. My stories, that running tape of thoughts grew so loud and I wanted to blame Albert. Oh, I felt disgust when I thought he was telling me I had a choice. The choice I could make to construct my thoughts about my life, the choice to feel courage, the, to think thoughts that I was strong enough to face any circumstance, no matter how unfair the situation, no matter how unhappy it was, no matter how dire it seemed. And here's the deal. I was stuck. I was at a point in my life where I was so unhappy and unfulfilled and confused and fed up. And I knew on the other side of that, I knew that there was something more for me. I wanted to get to the other side to see, like I just couldn't see it, but I didn't know how to get there. It seemed like too far of a leap and I just didn't know what to do. I decided I wanted to feel better and, and, and get to that next place in my life. And I think we all do because I was done with the fear and you might be too. So I decided to actually apply what I learned in graduate school, right? I'm so good at using tools with others, but like, how do I actually apply? And that's the work in, in my coaching practice is to really say like, this is how you do this. This is how you apply it. So I did the only thing I could think of. I sat with all those feelings and thoughts. And I decided that if given the choice, I decided I wanted something for, different for my life. And I think we all do. And I decided to get serious about changing my stories, the thoughts I had about myself. You see, your story might not be as dramatic as my story, but we carry limiting beliefs and, and thoughts around with us from our experiences, from messages passed down to us, even in childhood. And if unaware, these automatic negative thoughts about who we are and what we can achieve dominate the stories of our lives. And when our brains are stuck in this pattern, this negative thought loop gets wired in. And our stories become ones that we repeat over and over and over again because we just don't have a choice. It's that thought loop that we've talked about before. And you have to understand what your brain does in response to fear. Because here's the deal, fear protects us. Fear is deeply wired in our brains. We have this negativity bias. And even if we haven't studied the latest research out of neuroscience lately, we all know we have this primitive part of our brains that's designed to alert us from danger. It's designed to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Well, fear protects us from lions and bears and, and tigers. Oh my. I write back from living our calling, from living our purpose. And so I want to ask you, I want to know what your brain does in response to fear and working with that, that is my secret to courage. That is the secret to getting to fear and still doing the things. You have to recognize that nothing has gone wrong when you're afraid. Your brain is just doing its job, sweet friends. 
and you will understand that we all have temporary emotions and thoughts of pain and fear and overwhelm and annoyance because of our human brains, right? And you will decide to think thoughts on purpose and release all the unhelpful thoughts instead of listening to those thoughts of fear that brain wants to supply, right? You're gonna write a new story. So what areas of your life do you want to change? Answer yourself honestly. Where are you stuck? Where do you need courage? What is not right? Where are you and where do you want to get to? Want you to think about the thoughts you have. What are you afraid of doing or saying or becoming? What thoughts are holding you back? I want to teach you about the and technique for courage. It's one of my most powerful tools. And you know, I teach these tools in the Courageous Life Society. I teach these tools because I want people to apply what they're learning. It's not just some cognitive exercise, it's they're actually doing it so they can change their lives. I think so much, many of us consume books and podcasts, but we don't actually put it into practice. And so I adapted this from right? CBT, and my clients love it, and I'm going to share it with you. So A is acknowledge. You're going to acknowledge your primitive brain's response to fear. You're going to acknowledge the fear. So often we distract from our emotions. We've talked about that. The way that we will resist our emotions, distract, we'll like get on the phone, we'll drink some wine, we'll overeat. And you're going to say to your brain, oh my gosh, I am going to just acknowledge all the fear. You can tell this is coming from acceptance and commitment therapy, right? You're telling your brain, thank you for protecting me, sweet brain. Everything is fine. I got a new system I'm using. It's okay, primitive brain. You're just having some thought errors here. You're just doing your job. Thank you. And then you're going to, the end, because and's an acronym, right? A for acknowledge, N for name. You're going to name it. You're going to name the fact that you're ready for change. You're gonna name the need for courage. And the other thing you're gonna do in this is name the thought that you want to create, the thought that will help you get to courage. It's that anchor thought that will anchor you to the truth, anchor you to what you want to have in your life, anchor you to that courage. And so you're going to use the idea like, I choose courage, I've got this. I feel afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. I choose courage in this moment now. And so using that, that idea, like you're naming what you need. And then D is direct. You're going to direct your attention to courage time and time again. Oftentimes those messages of fear that, that are, are well-practiced in our brains because uh, negativity bias, then that's just what our brains do, right? So you're going to have to steer your focus back to courage, back to thoughts and emotions of courage time and time again. You're going to direct your thoughts on purpose. You're just going to get really good at this. And this requires mindfulness and moment by moment awareness. So as you start taking action towards something like a goal or something that requires you to change, here's, here's the deal. Let me just model for you the and technique, right? Because your brain's gonna, you're gonna do new things in your life and you're gonna be afraid. So let's let's go through this. Um, I have a fear of public speaking and I, this week, this evening, will be speaking in public. And I often 
right? I, I can talk on a Zoom, Zoom camera. I can have a beautiful ring light behind me and be on camera and talk, not have a script, just go, go for it, wing it. And it's different, but public speaking, there's a lot there, right? And I love it and I fear it and it's all the things. So I, a, I'm gonna acknowledge my brain is being fearful, totally fine, nothing's gone wrong. Ah, there you go, brain. Thank you for trying to protect me. I hear you, primitive voice that negative Nancy, um, and I'm gonna name it. So I'm gonna need the need for courage and I'm gonna use that anchor thought. My thought is I choose courage right now. I choose courage, I need it right now. And then I'm gonna direct. So I'm gonna get up on the stage and I'm gonna feel all the feelings and I'm gonna direct it to courage, direct it to courage. I'm gonna steer my focus away from those thoughts and emotions and I'm gonna have thoughts on purpose. I choose courage, right? that mindful moment by moment awareness. We're gonna to choose to feel courage. And here's what I also want to say. What if you started finding more reasons to practice courage? You found more situation, circumstance that you could actually put yourself in on purpose to practice feeling courage. Because this is, this is the real deal. If you aren't experiencing fear, and you're not having to use courage, you aren't asking enough of yourself. And I also really think this is important, surround yourself with people who are also living lives, big lives, lives of courage, lives that they're asking and, and committing and empowering themselves and empowering others and knowing that we are better together and we can figure this out. And I know each and every one of you is here because you are working on something bigger. You want something better for your lives. This is just so empowering to me because we are all trying to do this work. And if we do not take the first step towards courage, we don't overcome the natural fear that is part of being alive, being human. So we're gonna just practice, we're gonna experience fear when faced with the unknown and growing into something new is always unknown. We're gonna choose big and fulfilling lives and that requires courage, that requires change. And your brain will want to tell you it's too scary. And you're just gonna be like, I choose courage. I'm gonna change my life. When you change courage, when you choose courage, you change your life. And as Glenda the Good Witch said, You've always had the power, my dear. You just had to choose for yourself. Sweet friends, I'm sending you all the biggest hugs. And please know if you are ready to choose courage, the Courageous Life Society is waiting for you. In what it costs to maybe take your family to dinner or less, right? Depending on where you go. Less if you go to Jersey Mike's, right? <laughs> um, uh, you can become a member. It's a monthly membership. You can choose to, um, you know, sit out a month, come back. It, it just depends on what you are looking for. But if you are ready to go from point A to point B and you don't know how I've got you, I've tested this. I want to teach you the and technique is but one tool we use in the Courageous Life Society. Alternatively, if you're ready, to go deep and go wide and want someone to walk with you individually. I also have two sessions for individual coaching or two, two um, spots for individual coaching. So if you're ready for that, I got you, boo. Okay, I'm sending you all hugs 
and love and goodness. Thank you so much. Here, here's the deal. You're having the courage to show up because you're learning and you're growing and you're ready. Hugs to you all. Bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.